We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other end of the speaker. And we are here for the NFL's official schedule release of the 2023 season. Yes, that is correct. Now we know every game of the 49ers, when it will take place, who is it against, what day of the week it is? Is it prime time? Is it not prime time? Is it one of the dreaded Thursday night football games? We know it all now. Up to this point, we knew all the 49ers home opponents. We knew all their away opponents. We just didn't know when everything was taking place. One of my favorite slash least favorite times of the football year is when everybody is leaking random games when they're about to be announced like the next day. Like, You've got all these people that are, you know, sources are telling me the 49ers are slated to to play the Seahawks in week 14. Uh, you know, it's like, bro, we're going to find out tomorrow, like, without the source, you know, like, it's good. We'll, we'll just wait until the real thing comes out. And it's like, maybe if they were telling us like a month in advance, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Damn, good, good get. But the whole schedule league stuff happens like a day beforehand. And you're like, cool, man. Thanks, dude. I'll, we'll know tomorrow, man. You can you can tell me. You can not tell me. I don't care. I mean, well, okay, go ahead and tell me. But is it that important? I don't know. Maybe I'm under downplaying it. Maybe there's an element of this that, that I'm not recognizing, and this is my problem. You guys would have to tell me. But I'm just, I've always, every time schedule leaks start coming out, I'm like, bro, we're going to find out Thursday afternoon. We're good, man. We'll, We'll just wait until we know for sure because the NFL is telling us like, you know, it, it's just not the same as like the draft stuff where, you know, you, you know, that teams are choosing between several prospects and, you know, the way the prospect they choose can drastically affect the rest of the draft. And maybe a team's trying to trade up. Maybe they're trying to, 
trying to, uh, you know, gauge the market. Maybe they're trying to fool other teams into making a certain decision. Like leaking that stuff, I get. But leaking the schedule like a day before we find out, like uh, we're good. Just, just hold on to it, and we'll find out that we'll get that real shit in, in like twelve hours. So just relax, okay? That being said, this is pretty much like a shoot from the hip episode. The schedule came out. It's like five twenty uh, local time. The schedule came out twenty minutes ago. I'm like, let's get on. Let's record striking gold because, and let's talk schedule. And it'll just be real kind of surface level analysis, you know, kind of talking about the days of the week, rough parts of the schedule. Um, 49ers.com's Lindsay Polaris put out a a nice little article with little tidbits here and there. We'll kind of just roll through that and just talk about the schedule, give you my two cents, um, and we'll go from there. I mean, I guess I can offer a little little way too early win-loss prediction, emphasis on the way too early. Uh, and we'll see what we got. I guess I should open up like a notes app so I can keep track of like how many wins I say that I think they're going to get. Let me let me let me get myself organized real here. Let me let me copy this regular season schedule. I'm going to open up uh, iCloud. Um, I just recently found out, by the way. So just a little insight behind the curtain of the striking gold curtain, if you will. I normally take all my podcast notes on and apple's telling me someone's trying to sign in i'm like yep that's me on the same computer i've tried to sign in on 3472 times and told you to remember every me remember me every single one of those times um i normally just take my notes on the notes app on an iphone and then i go look at my phone and go over them well i just realized that i can get on icloud.com sign into my email and have all of my podcast notes on my desktop computer right in front of me and I can type way faster because it's on a computer, you know, all that, all those good things. Um, and so I'm just discovering this, like, I mean, how long have I been podcasting with you guys? Like, I don't know, years. And for the absolute first time I realized I can take all my, now there's other notes. I could always use like a word document through Google or not. a You know, that's kind of like sacrilegious right there. Cause word is Microsoft, but you know, a, a docs, anything, you know, some, anything on the drive I could have just always used and typed through that. But I just always like the notes app and, you know, I can create those little checklists to, uh, to, you know, check a topic after I've talked about it. Anyways, I'm on, I'm on my computer taking notes, guys. I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right. So I've got my schedule laid out here. So when I get done talking about something, I'll just put a little W or an L for a prediction at the end. And then we'll, uh, we'll keep We'll see it at the end. So let me let me add down here. I'm going to put a little W and an L so we can have a total wins and losses. I might even throw a tie in there just to be an asshole. I will not do that. There's nothing uglier than a dash one at the end of your your record. But let's get started. I have a I have a an obligation to watch two of my nephews play little league baseball this evening. It's a win and go to the championship, losers go home scenario for these kids. So. I plan to be there in the crowd heckling um, whoever will receive the heckles. I mean, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I don't certainly don't want to be one of those adults that just makes it way more serious than it should be. Those are the worst, man. Being a coach, a middle school coach of a varsity football program and a varsity baseball program, I can tell you confidently that parents are the worst part of sports, probably at the high school level, 
definitely at the middle school level. Who knows what you're going to get at the elementary school level because things are so chaotic there. But uh, parents, if you're listening to this and you have a kid in middle school, don't be one of those weirdo, loud, overly obsessed, living vicariously through your children types of sports parents. Just let them play the game. Let the coaches coach. Uh, you know, it's it's too much. It's too much. Yelling at umpires and officials and or coaches or whatever. Just stop that shit, all right? You've already embarrassed yourself enough. We see it all the time on social media. Don't be one of those. Okay, schedule time. Oh, you know what? Before we get into schedule, the 49ers did host their, I think it's the, I want to say, is this the first annual Dwight Clark, Dwight Clark event? I'd have to talk to Matt. Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, he was hosting it. I want to see how many of these they've had. But anyways, Kyle Shanahan was on there as their guest. Talked a lot about Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. Basically, the the end-all, be-all of it all, the summary, the quick little hit points, the, the cliff notes, was he likes all of them, which I don't blame him for saying. I, I like the 49ers with Brock Purdy the most. I like the 49ers with Trey Lance. And I think the 49ers could be sneaky good with Sam Darnold, just given he's in a uh, probably would be, Darnold would be in far and away the absolute best circumstance slash team that he's ever been on. So there's, there's a chance there that if the 49ers found themselves in a position where they were starting Darnold, I think they could still be good and win games. Anyways said that Brock Purdy is on track to be participating in training camp in some fashion. He didn't necessarily say he'd be 100%. That's not the expectation. Um, He wouldn't just be trotting out there and slinging the ball around just like he was last training camp. He's supposed to be participating. He should be throwing the football by then, but will he be cleared for football activities? Unlikely by the start of training camp, but he could be, he should be throwing a football about a month to a month and a half before training camp starts. Now, how hard will he be throwing a football? How far? We don't know. We just know he should be throwing. Um, Kyle Shanahan said Purdy has been participating in all of the offseason drills. Uh, He's just throwing, like, basically doing everything everybody else is doing, but throwing a towel. Basically, you know, you've seen those quarterback exercises where quarterbacks will grip a towel and just kind of whip it. Um, That's what Purdy's doing. Kyle Shanahan said he Kyle Shanahan talked a lot about Lance and the fact that and we've mentioned this on the pod because I feel like we're in a good place as far as not overreacting to all of this quarterback bullshit and the 49ers screwing over Trey Lance or you know ignoring Brock Purdy or you know screwing Jim whatever I mean you get what I point there's just so much dumb shit that comes out of the the quarterback room for 49ers Twitter but Kyle Shanahan basically explained the fact that you got to look at Lance's career. Like even in his rookie year when he was sitting behind Garoppolo, when he came in, he hit his hand on a helmet and broke his finger. Well, breaking that finger caused him to completely alter the, and he played with it. Um, And breaking his finger caused him to completely alter how he throws the football. And muscle memory is one hell of a thing. And once you start doing that, it's it creates habits that are really tough to break. Kyle Shanahan said, not only was he playing with a broken finger, but he had completely changed his throwing motion to adapt to that broken finger. And now he was at a point where he had to kind of like relearn how he's supposed to throw the football. And he kind of spent a big part of the offseason doing that. And 
well, the, the worst part about it is that happened in, in a preseason game. So despite the fact that Lance wasn't supposed to play that season, he got hurt in the preseason game. And then when he, I mean, he was still practicing. And when he came in during the regular season to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, he was throwing with that awkward release based on the fact that he had a finger that hadn't completely healed. And he was just doing his best to work his way through it. And Kyle Shanahan said that affected him a lot, but he's healthy now. That's better now. He's fully recovered from his ankle surgery. He spent an offseason working with quarterbacks, coaches, kind of adjusting his release. And Shanahan said that he is – don't forget about the knee injury for, for Lance, too. That was at some point last season, I want to say, during his, his regular season games. Was it against the Cardinals? Um so Lance has had to deal with these reoccurring injuries, and then he finally, despite battling these injuries in his rookie season, gets his chance to start and breaks his damn ankle in week two and doesn't get a chance. And And Shanahan reiterated the fact that the 49ers believed that a lot of the stuff you saw from Purdy at the end of last season, no matter how impressive that was, and it was very impressive, they thought that we would probably be seeing similar things from Lance by that time in this season. And I think that's fair. I mean, would we have? You don't know. Proof is in the pudding. We would have had to have seen it. But with an entire season under his belt, there's a chance that Lance could have been that dynamic by the time Purdy took over. But we're not going to see that. That's We don't have to spend a bunch of time wondering if, if, when. It didn't happen. He broke his ankle. And so Kyle Shanahan said that he believes that Lance still has a ton of room to grow. He has a gap that he can close before Purdy gets back into action. And I think the anticipation right now is that Purdy's not going to be ready to for football action at the start of the regular season. And ideally, you know, Lance wins that job and comes in and shows the 49ers what he can offer them. And that doesn't necessarily replace Purdy. Probably shouldn't. 49ers offense was really good with Purdy. I went back and just randomly watched his games uh, not too long ago, about a week ago, and I was impressed all over again by what that guy was able to do. Purdy was good, good, good. So is Lance going to be good enough throughout an offseason and maybe to start the season to close that gap? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, But Kyle Shanahan just was effusive in his praise for Lance, saying he looks healthier than ever, he looks better than ever, he's practicing, and he's got a big opportunity in front of him. And he likes Shanahan likes Darnold too, but you know I wouldn't say there's a leader between the two of them. Shanahan seems happy with either. It's a big opportunity here for Lance to seize that job up until Purdy steps back into the building 100% cleared for everything. So just an interesting dynamic right now. Um, and we'll see how that offseason develops. But that was kind of the uh, the major talking point from the Dwight Clark event. All right, so let's get into the schedule. Let's go with um, the 49ers' little schedule breakdown here. Week 1, Sunday, September 10th at Pittsburgh Steelers at 10 a.m. on Fox. So opening up the season in with an away game at Pittsburgh at 10, 10 a.m., not an easy game to open the season against. We'll see what the Pittsburgh team is capable of. Uh, they were closing out the year okay last season. Um, you know, with Kenny Pickett doing his thing, he looked pretty good. And then it's a 10 a.m. game, which is, that's 10 a.m. Well, it says Pacific time. Okay, so it's 10 a.m. our time. Got it. So it's one. It's not too bad. Uh, for some reason in my brain, I was saying, okay, so that's 7 a.m. the 49ers time. That kind of sucks. 12, San Francisco is 12 and 10 all time against the Steelers. Uh, the last time they played Pittsburgh was at home 
uh, in the 2019 season. So, I mean, I, I guess one, the only thing I wanted to know, I, I probably could open this beforehand, but I would like to know what everybody's record was. Uh, okay, so they finished the season last year with a nine and eight record, four and four at home, five and four on the road, kind of splitting it right down the middle, right down the middle. So, something a game the 49ers should absolutely win, but I'm very hesitant to say that because I mean we saw how last season got started. That was just you know with the Bears and with you know it was just it was gross. I'm sure a lot of people don't necessarily want to uh, want to talk about it, but. The 49ers, if there's one thing they can improve on after a few great seasons in a row, it would be the fact that they have to start out hot, like a team that's great. You know, they're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers, which will which were unremarkable last year. And then the very next week, they're going against the Rams. Um, that's also an away game, but you know, it's a California game, 105 Pacific time. The 49ers are have beat the Rams eight times in a row in the regular season. And the Rams were like five and twelve last year. Yeah, five and twelve. So that's two games right off the bat that the 49ers should absolutely win. And we have said this before, but I mean, that's just the plain and simple. The 49ers should leave those two games at two and zero. So will they? We'll see. They're they're they make their Levi's Stadium debut in Week Three against. The Giants that made the playoffs last year finished the season 9-7-1. So a decent team. That's their 49ers. Realistically, that's the first team the 49ers are facing that are like, you know, hey, this team just went to the playoffs. Now, were they for real? I don't think really anybody expected the Giants to do anything crazy in the, in the playoffs, and they didn't. But they're a playoff team coming off from 2022. 49ers are making their home debut, and it's prime time on Prime Video on Thursday, September 21st. So a little bit of it'll be on a short week, but both teams should be coming off a short short week. And, you know, the New York Giants will be adding the travel to that scenario. So we've got Steelers week one, Rams week two, home game. I need to make sure I'm including at or away. At Steelers, week one. At Rams, week two. First home game, prime time at Levi's Stadium on a Thursday night uh, against the Giants. So let's, I mean, let's keep this win to loss record going while we talk about it. So at Steelers, I'm giving the 49ers a W. At Rams, I'm giving the 49ers a W. Versus Giants at home. Prime time Thursday night. I'm going to give the 49ers a W. Okay, so the 49ers per per me per Rob Ladder of the Strike and Gold podcast are three and zero heading into their Week Four matchup against the Arizona Cardinals on a Sunday afternoon, October first. I mean. <sighs> The Arizona Cardinals can go either way. I know in everybody's hearts, heart of hearts, when they first saw Cardinals, they're like, okay, easy dub. But, you know, they've got a new head coach. Kyler Murray should be back healthy. They're not dealing with the backup quarterbacks. You know, there's there's some there's some intrigue there. They didn't end up trading. 
DeAndre Hopkins, which is kind of like what we thought they would do. That seemed like almost like a foregone conclusion. That didn't happen. So it could be, it could get interesting, you know. Like if you think about it, it could get interesting. They were four and thirteen last year. They weren't good. How many more wins would Kyler Murray attribute them to? I don't know. We'll say five. You know, then you're a, a nine and seven team, nine and eight team. So I don't know. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily convinced the Cardinals are going to be that much better than they were last year. Watt retired. They've got some flux there. New head coach. That guy seems weird. I'm going to give the 49ers a W for sure. I'm just saying it could be weird, right? You guys feel that? I mean, it it could get weird. But, I mean, that puts the 49ers at 4-0 through week four. And here here comes the meat and potatoes. All right. In week five, Sunday, October 8th, Versus the Dallas Cowboys. Primetime on NBC Sunday night. The all-time great uniform matchup. I do not believe there's a better uniform matchup than the Cowboys versus the 49ers. You're getting whites. You're getting blues. You're getting silvers. You're getting reds. You're getting golds. I mean, come on, man. Like It just looks great watching these two teams compete, especially when you know about all the uh, the history they have. The 49ers, as of late, have had the the Cowboys number. This is their third straight meeting between the 49ers and Cowboys over the last three seasons. I think the 49ers have won all three of those. Let me me double-check via the Google webs. I should just, you know, like, remember this stuff, but I don't know, man. I don't have a good memory. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 49ers versus Cowboys, all-time scores. No, I don't need the 1970 season. 49ers beat the Cowboys last year in the divisional playoff round 19-12. to They beat the Cowboys in the wild card game last year 
um, at the Cowboys, 23 to 17. And then, so this will be their third matchup. Um, before that, it was three straight L's. So the 49ers have got a little bit of work to do, but an all-time great matchup. Lindsay said the 49ers on Dallas are tied 19-19-1 in their regular, including regular season and playoff contests. So as far as dynasties go, as far as the 49ers-Cowboys go, they're lockstep, 19-19-1. So week five, per striking goal, the 49ers are 4-0. The Cowboys come to town. I'm giving the 49ers another win. I'm giving the 49ers another win. This is a 49ers team that has effectively ran the ball. They've made they've put the Dallas Cowboys through some silly moments. I think that they continue to beat the Cowboys, at least for now. Could that be their first loss? Yes, of course it could be. They could have already had five losses by then. It's just a dumb question, Robert. But you know, you're looking at a five and one one team or five and zero team versus a four and one team. So the 49ers started off pretty hot. Strength of schedule, by the way, had the 49ers right around the middle of the NFL as far as the hardest schedule versus the easiest schedule. 49ers were middle of the road, so not bad, not bad. The following week, week six, Sunday, October fifteenth, ten a.m. at the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns were even, you know, the, yeah, they got Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they gave him a ridiculous amount of guaranteed money. They threw the quarterback position in flux and kind of made me question their moral compass with that one. But, hey, it, it's in the past. We're moving on. Interesting matchup. I really am not sure what to expect from the Browns this year. I mean, they weren't great last year, even with Deshaun Watson. It it was just an odd season for them. They they they're not you know they don't match up against the 49ers. They were seven and ten last year. They weren't horrible, but they weren't great. I don't think they have what it takes to go toe to toe with the 49ers. I got to give the 49ers another dub here, you know. Which I, I feels like I'm being overly optimistic having the 49ers go six and zero, oh, but we've seen them go on these types of streaks all the time, all the time. So, is it a surprise that they would start the season off 6-0? and Yes. Is it a surprise that they would win six in a row? No, they kind of do that thing. Okay, now we have 49ers are getting a little bit of an extended week here between weeks 6 and 7. They're going from a Sunday to a Monday, October 23rd, 5.15 p.m., another primetime game on ESPN at Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, there's going to be undoubtedly a clip of Kyle Shanahan giving Kirk a big old bro hug. Then we're going to start hearing about whether the fact that maybe Kirk's coming to San Francisco the following season. Maybe the 49ers will trade for him by the deadline. It'll be ridiculous. No one cares. Uh, I think the 49ers win this one too. I do. The Vikings, again, didn't have a great showing in the playoffs. They're just so erratic. They've got playmakers. Justin Jefferson, top three wide receiver in football. But it's it's just all over the place, and I feel like the 49ers have the tools to uh, make Kirk Cousin uncomfortable, get him to make one of those silly mistakes. So am, do I really have the 49ers starting off 7-0? and oh? I do. I do. I could, could I throw a couple losses in there for the sake of it? Yeah, but I'm going off my first inclinations. Like I said, we're firing from the hip. We're 25 minutes in. 
I saw the schedule. I hit record. This is this is what you're getting. Now, the next week, a little bit of a shorter week. You know, they're on Monday Night Football. Then they're going up against one of the best teams in the NFL. Sunday, a week eight, Sunday, October 29th at Cincinnati Bengals. That is where I'm going to plug in my first L. Now, could the 49ers easily beat the Bengals? Yes, 100%. I mean, the 49ers are one of the best teams in the league. They could beat any of these teams. So if there's going to be an L to plug in, it's an away game on a short week against the Bengals, one of the absolute best teams in the NFL with just a host of talent all over the board. So that to me seems like a relatively easy first loss to give without just making my feel myself feel like, you know, I like you're taking a test. You don't know the answers. You've marked B four times in a row and you just need to switch it up and go see that. It's not that I'm not just giving an L for the sake of giving an L. Okay. That seems like a relatively reasonable matchup to lose. If you're going to lose one, given the fact that it's on a short week and it's across the country to one of the best teams in the NFL which will be followed by a bye week in week nine. Very reasonable bye week right in the middle of the season. And then their next matchup after that, we're in week 10 now, is a an away game on Sunday, November 12th at 10 a.m. at Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not to be taken lightly. They looked very good to close out the season last year. Trevor Lawrence really started to hit his stride. Travis Etienne was looking good. Um, Everything about that team just seemed to be clicking at the right moment. Now, obviously, they made the playoffs. They didn't win. Or, excuse me, they did win, but, you know, they didn't go all the way. They didn't – what did they get in the divisional round, right, if I'm not mistaken? Um, But solid team, and I expect them to be a little better this next year. 49ers better? I don't know. The Jaguars were 9-8 and last year, and obviously, like I said, 9-8 and won them their division. So they made it into the playoffs. I mean, I can't remember how far they went in the playoffs. I believe they won one game against the Chargers, correct, and then they lost to the Chiefs in a relatively close game as well. I mean, they lost to the Chiefs 27-20. to So, I mean, and, and nothing to be embarrassed about. They gave them a run. So, I like the Jaguars coming up. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like what that team is going to be doing. Do I think they're going to beat the 49ers? No, not really. Maybe not coming off a bye week. So that puts the 49ers up to eight wins and one loss. Going into week 11, Sunday, November 19th, 105 Pacific time versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Levi Stadium. They don't have Tom Brady no more. I don't know who they're going with at quarterback. Yeah, they've got some weapons on offense, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in that team. I know the rest of the NFL world doesn't have a whole lot of faith in that team. Let's see if if Lindsey has any cool tidbits. These two teams last met in week 14 of the 2022 season, resulting in a 35-7 victory for the 49ers in Brock Purdy's first career start. Yep, Brock Purdy lit them up, and that was when everybody was like, dang, 49ers are 19-7 and against the Buccaneers all-time. I don't see this one as a as a Buccaneers win. I, I do not. I, maybe they'll surprise everybody and be good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So nine wins and one loss for the 49ers. Um, takes us to a short week in week 12, Thursday, November 23rd. Yes, you are reading that right. This is the 49ers' second 
Thursday night game of the season. So not only has the NFL made Thursday night games suck for players, but then they've doubled down by giving them one more or the possibility of playing one more. And the 49ers drew that short straw kind of bullshit, but whatever NFL, you're the one with shitty turf that gets player injured all injured all the time. So this doesn't surprise me that you would throw another Thursday game into the schedule. The next two steps the NFL is going to take is they're going to add another week and then they're going to add another bye week. Just letting you know. All right. Thursday night, November 23rd at the Seattle Seahawks. Primetime matchup, NBC. I don't know, man. I think the 49ers are better than the Seahawks. I don't, I'm not even sure if the Seahawks are going to be as good next year as they were this year. I don't know, man. I just feel like if Geno Smith can maintain that level of play, then good for him. Good, good for him. Good for him. Because that would be impressive to me. I just, I don't see them playing at that level again next year. If they, would it surprise me if they did? No, no, but it, it just wouldn't surprise me if they regress either. If you guys know what I'm saying, it it just, I don't know, man. It felt weird. The 49ers handled them. They swept them um, two regular season, once in the playoffs. You know, this one also can't go without notice noting. This game is on Thanksgiving. And that is not the last holiday game the 49ers play. So not only did they get screwed with two Thursday games, but they also got screwed. Spoiler alert with a Christmas day game and a new year's Eve game. So I guess it's better than a new year's day game. Right. But seems like the 49ers are kind of getting hosed in the, uh, the PR, you know, family department, but whatever. Okay. Seahawks away game Thursday night. Brock Purdy's probably back. The 49ers are starting to fire on all cylinders. I'm going to go win again. Am I, am I bullshit you guys right now? Have I ever come off as a guy that bullshit you guys? I don't think so, but I have the 49ers as 10 and one right now, but the next game, they get a little bit of an extended time here. They're going from a Thursday night to a Sunday game against the, it's an NFC championship rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles during the afternoon. It's not a primetime game. That seems like that game has a, a high likelihood to get flexed. Do I think the 49ers can beat the Eagles? Absolutely. Does this seem like a convenient time to give them another loss? Yes. <laughs> I, I can like literally feel things flying at me through the mic like boo. I think the 49ers can beat the Eagles. I'll use it as a time to give them the 49ers, give the 49ers their second loss of the year. But in this loss, Brock Purdy does not get hurt. And let's knock on your wood, whatever you got. Not not your wood. I'm not, you know, this is a this is a family-friendly show here, guys. Sit down. Come no, come back. Sit down. I, I didn't mean that. Knock on a piece of wood, like furniture, table, what have you. So I'll give the 49ers the L traveling to Philadelphia to face the Eagles yet again. They're 10 and 2. Give me a break, guys. They're 10 and 2. Okay. And then they're returning to play the Seahawks at home at Levi Stadium the following Sunday, December 10th, afternoon game. I'm going to give the 49ers another W on this one. It, it, maybe they're in a reality where they trade with the Seahawks back to back. If, or, you know, if let's say the 49ers drop one of those, they're 10 and three. You know, sorry. Like, 
they're still doing fantastic. Okay, their next game, the following Sunday, creeping up on Christmas. God, I'm going to love this time of year. I love this time of year. Love the holiday times. Sunday, December 17th at 1.05 p.m. at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to give the 49ers another W there, pending a, a massive resurgence from the Cardinals with their new head coach, who seems like a weirdo. We'll see. We'll see. A little, Another extended week going to Christmas Day, the evening primetime game against the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson and his brand new shiny contract that the 49ers never would have been able to afford, by the way, just in case we're still thinking about that. Um, Let's go L here. I think that's a great game. Christmas Eve. Do I think the 49ers can beat the Ravens? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, that puts the 49ers at 12 and three with two more matches following with two more weeks left of the season, you've got a New Year's Day game against the Washington Commanders that I believe they win. That takes the 49ers to 13-3. and And then you've got a Saturday game, January 6th, at home against the Rams that I think they win. That puts the 49ers at a 14-3 and record. So don't be bitching at me about the fact that I gave them a few losses in there. They could even afford a couple more, and they would still have an outstanding record that would likely get them into the playoffs. Are there any tidbits from the old Lindsey Polaris on uh, on some of these games? 49ers facing commanders on back-to-back seasons, last taking on Washington in Week 16 of 2022. San Francisco owns the overall record over the commanders, leading the series 19-11-1. As far as the Baltimore Ravens go, When's the last time? Okay, the last time the two teams met was in week 13 of the 2019 campaign and resulted in one of just three regular season losses by the 49ers on the way to their Super Bowl appearance. So that was obviously during the season when they made their Super Bowl run. So an interesting schedule, an encouraging schedule, right? I mean, we're talking about 14 and three. Let's, uh, you know, maybe they lose to the Cowboys. Maybe they drop one of the matchups to the Seahawks. That would put them at 12 and five. And, you know, those are games that I still think the 49ers win. So, interesting schedule. Are there any stretches in here that, you know, we've always kind of, the 49ers have had those gauntlets in years past. Let's look in here. Let's see what we've got. We've got a um, a Thanksgiving matchup against the Seahawks. And then we've got a Sunday matchup against the Eagles. And then the 49ers come back to Levi Stadium to face the Seahawks again. That's kind of a tough stretch, maybe an underrated stretch, maybe even tougher. Let's go up a bit. Week five versus the Cowboys at home. Week six at the Browns. Week seven versus the Vikings at home. Week eight versus, no, excuse me. Let me, let me, let me just retract the whole thing. Week five, Cowboys at home. Week six at Browns. Week seven at Vikings. Week eight. Versus the Bengals at home. Why did, wasn't I advertising that as traveling versus the Bengals? Like, wasn't that part of my reasons for saying they would lose is traveling to the Bengals on a short week? So I'll still keep that L there. But the fact that this is at Levi Stadium maybe changes that for me. Um, maybe I maybe I was maybe I'm wrong there. So I mean, just in terms of a team stretch, you've got. Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars. That's a five-game stretch of some solid teams. Do I think they're teams that are better than the 49ers? No. 
But that's one of those things where you're really looking at what's the medal of this team. You're probably looking at Brock Purdy making his return somewhere. I mean, if I just had to guess, somewhere around the Giants at home, Cardinals um, at home. There's a three-game home stretch right here against the Giants, Cardinals, and Cowboys. Maybe somewhere in there is if Brock Purdy hasn't already come back, that's where he comes back. And then the 49ers have that stretch of solid teams in the Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars. There's a bye week right before that Jaguars game, but that's a good stretch of five teams that we'll really start to learn a lot about this team and what they're capable of. And then, like I said, a little bit later in the season, week 12, you've got at Seahawks, at Eagles, and then versus Seahawks. Um, So I like this schedule for the 49ers. I I don't know. I, I look at it and I like it. I think they should be good. I think they should win a ton of games. Um, obviously, things change. Injuries happen. Um, you know, Other teams become good that we didn't expect to be good. The 49ers might not be as good as we think they are, although that seems unlikely. 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 Um, Kyle Shanahan just usually has this team humming. So that is my way too early 2023 regular season prediction for the 49ers, a 14-3 record with a couple of games in there. I could see them dropping that I gave them wins and maybe a couple in there that I could gave them. I mean, it's the 49ers. They could win them all. So just go do the thing, San Francisco. All right. I, I don't think I'm going to draw this out. I don't think I'm going to to stretch this any further than it needs to be stretched. Let me know on Twitter if you think I'm losing my damn mind. I thought that was a pretty solid schedule. I think the 49ers came out okay in that regard. I think they can win a ton of games, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how this unfolds. A lot has changed before then. I mean, we really don't even know who the 49ers are starting the regular season with at quarterback. Do I think they can win games no matter what of the three that they have? Yes, absolutely. So anyways, I got to get out of here. I got to go watch some little league baseball. Thank you for listening to the strike and gold podcast. Please. If you have the time, leave us a a review um, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to it. Uh, But in the end, the ultimate form of support is just you being here listening. So, again, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for making this podcast what it is. I hope you guys all have a great morning, great afternoon, great evening, whenever you're listening. But, unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. For another episode, I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold, and we are signing out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.